Welcome in Braves Today podcast. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Bravestoday.com is where you find us. Braves underscore today. If you're looking on the Twitterverse, you can find us there as well. Ronald Acuna Jr. is still the best player in baseball and batting 375. And the rest of the team just absolutely blew it with a sweep this weekend. And they either need to pick it up, Lindsey, or management needs to figure out a way to shuffle some things around. And I mean pitching. I mean, hitting, I mean, lineups, I mean, in the field, just about everything you could imagine. They need to, we've talked about build a team around Ronald Acuna. Okay, like now it's obvious he is the best player in baseball, and that's exactly what the Braves need to do. And you'd mentioned it, one of those players that starts with Olsen down at first base. Yeah, so Ronald Acuna Jr. goes 5 of 12 over the weekend. Three of those five are doubles. The games that he doesn't hit a double he steals second or third. He stole four bases over the weekend. Yep. Um, like he he opened up all three games by getting on base. A double on Friday, a single on Saturday, a walk on Sunday. But the issue that I have is Matt Ol- like we know that Matt Olson strikes out, right? 37 strikeouts through 22 games. Matt Olson is on pace to strike out 273 times. The leader in 2022 for strikeouts was Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies. He was the only player that broke 200. He had exactly 200 strikeouts. And and the thing is with Olsen, though, he's hitting 265, but he's scheduled to have more strikeouts than some guys will have plate appearances this year, including our platooning left field. They may not have 275 plate appearances. It's like it's it feels like it's a pedantic complaint to say he's striking out too much because he's batting so like the batting average is so good. But when Ronald Acuna Jr. is getting on base so often in front of you, you have to put the ball into play. And it feels like and you brought this up before we we turn the mics on. Mm-hmm. It feels like when Ronald Acuna Jr. is on first base, it's a normal at bat for Matt Olson. It is. But so often, three of those hits, three of those five hits were doubles. He stole four bases. He's so rarely on first base. He's on second or third. And so Matt Olson's not getting hittable pitches, and he's still trying to hit a home run with it, and he strikes out. You've got to put those balls into play because Ronald Acuna Jr. can score on just about anything. We mm-hmm. saw him go second to third on a fly ball to kind of shallow right field. <laughs> I mean, he can, he, can, he can run on just about anything. You have yeah. to put the ball into play, and a strikeout is the exact opposite of that. And like that's part of the reason Ronald Acuna Jr. gets on multiple times on Sunday, and you get a total of three hits and, uh, what, one run? And yep. it's, be, it's because guys like Matt Olson are swinging for a home run every time and not putting the ball into play. He is not going to – he needs to realize, and it took Freddie Freeman a long time to realize this, and Chipper Jones is one of those that got it right off the bat from when mm-hmm. he was young. And now we're talking about a different care. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame third baseman. But still, when people bat in front of you, if they're going to be able to get to second via steal, hit doubles, you need to realize at that point in time, it's no longer you're at bat. It's the team's at bat. And the mm-hmm. team needs you more than your individual statistics need you because you're not going to see anything to hit. And guess what? Take the walk. If they want to throw around you and put you on first, then let them throw around you and put you on first. That's the rest of the team's job to pick you up after that. He keeps trying to swing. I, I told you when, when Ronald, when he's getting doubles, you can forget it. He's not going to see anything middle in. Olsen isn't. 
Now, he has a couple of times, but it's been mistakes. That's one reason he's been able to pull it out of the ballpark. Other than that, they know he can't go the other way. They're staying away from the inside pitch. And he is still trying to yank the ball over the right center field fence, even from a ball that's low and away and almost in the darn dirt in the right-hander's batter's box. So uh, Olsen's just got to do a better job of – I told you, I said, as old saying, you know, take what the pitcher gives you. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's just darn set on putting the bat on the ball, then take what the pitcher gives you because, as you just said – a lazy fly ball to right can still move Ronald to third. A blooper scores him, even if you dribble it out there, even if it's something that dribbles through a hole and it just gets into the outfield. Ronald's scoring on that, yeah. uh, even if it's not hard hit. So, And if it's even to the right side, because he's such a pull hitter, if he's going to go to the right side to second or first, that still that doesn't go down as a sacrifice, but that moves Ronald to third. Or if he's on third, that actually a slow ground ball to the right side scores Ronald. So take the RBI. Take the out and take the RBI and move on. And uh, I, I get it. 265, I told you, I love for Olsen to be somewhere between 260 and 285 hitting. I completely never thought that we would have to throw in 300 strikeouts to go along with that. I didn't know that was part of the bargaining chip for, for all that. Uh, I kind of want to re-hedge my bets, if at all possible. If he's going to have 300 strikeouts or darn near close to it, then I want him 285 to 300. I don't yeah. want him 265 to 285. Yeah, he's just he's just got to put the ball in play more. And it it's not the reason, but there's a small part of me that can't help but think, you know, they're only four and six at home. Right. And they're 10 and two on the road. And Truist Park is known for having that little bit of shorter porch and right field. And it's like how much of it is, you know, guys trying to swing for that instead of just putting the ball in play because mm-hmm. you've got guys on. And I know quality competition's different from home and away because you've had the Padres at home and the Astros at home and a lot of your weak opponents like the Royals and Nationals have been on the road, but I just can't help but think there's probably some sort of correlation in there. Oh, I completely agree. And, and it's going to get, their eyes are going to get even greener. And we'll talk about the Marlins in a little bit, but the Marlins are absolutely future again this year. So uh, I, I got a feeling that we're not going to see anything change out of Olsen over the week or over the first part of the week, because he's still going to try to tee off on, on guys. Speaking mm-hmm. of pitching, uh, Freed lowers that ERA to 0.60, which is unbelievable. Uh, has not given up a run since he's uh, come back from his IL stint, and our bullpen can't do anything to help him. Let me tell you the impressive part about that uh, that Max Freed stat, and it, this is in the the takeaways from Sunday's game. But Max Freed didn't actually have that great of stuff on Sunday. Three hits, no runs, walks three, which is on. Un- Unusual for him. Yes, that's that's different for him. Strikes out five and six and two-thirds, but he only got nine swings and misses on 107 pitches. Mm. And like it it was one of those games where everything obviously wasn't working. He didn't get a single swing and miss on the the sinker. Uh, And then like the goal is about 30% called strikes plus swings and misses. Mm. And he came out at, I I think he came out at 18% on the game. But three hits, no runs because he is that good of a pitcher where even when a day he doesn't have his best stuff, he leaves you in a position to get a win. And in this case, uh, you you have two pitchers, Nick Anderson and AJ Mentor, to the bullpen that combine for five hits, five runs, and two walks. Mm. AJ Mentor had an awful series. He took two losses uh, on Friday and on Sunday – uh, charged with three runs in the ninth on Sunday's game. That is seven earned runs in just four innings. 
with two losses and two blown saves in one series for Mentor. And I've got to take, I heard his comments afterwards. I know he said, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I felt like I made good pitches. Bub, you've you've taken two losses in three games. Uh, that is that is not a good statistic. So uh, I'm not sure what you think you're doing right, but you need to go watch some tape. You need to sit down with some pitching coaches because what you're doing that you think is right is not right at this point. And I think something that we see, we see a lot of this sometimes from Brian Snitker. Uh, AJ Minter's thrown in 11 games this year already. Uh, it, 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 I mean, you've played what, 21, 22 games? Mm-hmm. He's pitched in half of your games. And we see sometimes where this coaching staff tends to kind of ride their guys and they're a little too rigid with some of these roles. Mm-hmm. And it's every game where Atlanta has a lead late, they are going to mentor in the ninth. And it doesn't matter if he threw twice in the last three days or if he threw, if he's doing a back to back or anything like that. And I'm starting to wonder, do you need to be mindful of the workload on this bullpen so early in the season? You lost Colin McHugh. You lost Luke, Lucas Letge. Mm-hmm. You still don't have Rizal Iglesias back. And so you've been working shorthanded out of the pen. And Mentor is the main one who's been taking on that extra load. And at this point, it feels like you kind of need to try to wait, find a way to work in some other guys. Dylan Lee has 11 appearances. Mm-hmm. Jesse Chavez has 11 appearances. Like you, you've got to find a way to work in some of these other guys, whether it's a Michael Tonkin, whether it's a Joe Jimenez, uh, Danny Young. You've got to find a way to get some of these guys to take on some more of this load so you're not relying so heavily on Mentor and Lee and Chavez. Yeah, because if you're big on graphs, if you look at Mentor, he is definitely trending down. You and I were talking about it dating back to the Cincinnati series, even though Atlanta looked good and walked away with a sweep in that, that they still – Mentor had – he ended up getting a win after giving up a run, and then he had another blown save that, you know, it was no decision. So uh, For him, it was no decision. So uh, it's – he is – as you said, maybe he's being used too much. Maybe that's why he thinks he has good stuff, but the arm is just not there. Like what what he thinks is working is not working. I mean – he, but seven earned runs in just four innings. He only gave up nine earned runs all of last year. So he's not going to be able to better that, I don't think. There's, there's just too much baseball left and too much for him to, to throw unless he just absolutely turns around or he gets some help. Uh, you know, I, it's easy for me to point the finger at Mentor, but you make a good point where over the last, let's just call it four or five series, you know, when you and I look at the stat, Mentor's name is out there is throwing and some – Form or fashion, he's he's out there still. every other day, just about. And so yeah. it seems like you're right. After Cincinnati, after Friday night with Houston, after Sunday afternoon with Houston, he doesn't need to pick up a baseball during the Marlins series, if at all possible. Hopefully, the Braves put up on a, enough runs where he doesn't have to even show his face. And I'm I'm not saying that meaning we don't want to see him. I'm meaning that saying he needs to rest his arm. Yeah. And the hard part of this is that was Game Three of a 13-game stretch without a day off. Mm. And so you used him twice in the first three games of the series. You've got to get... I, I know they were all close games, and I, 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 I'm going to do this, and I apologize in advance. I want to tell you, the difference in this series was the, was the bullpens. Yep. So here is the stats for the Astros bullpen in this series. Nine and a third hittings, zero hits, zero runs, Three walks to 11 strikeouts, three saves. Here's the stats for the Braves bullpen in the same series. Nine and a third innings, so exactly the same. 16 hits, 12 runs, 11 of those are earned, 
Three walks to 13 strikeouts and two blown saves. It's just, it's something where, yes, the Astros are one of the best teams uh, at scoring in oh, late yeah. games. They scored yeah. 12 runs combined in the last three innings of these games. But, right. uh, and Atlanta didn't score at all. But this is, like, this is this is a red flag that something has to change. You have to work in some more guys. You have to get Colin McHugh back. You have to do something. I'm not saying that this is a must-win series, but I do think that it would do a lot of lot for their confidence uh, having the Marlins at home before they hit the road and head to New York and hope that the Mets met a little bit later on in this week. Uh, possible pitching matchups, what we see is they still have a TBD that's on their, on their roster, but uh, we know who we're going to see for the Braves as far as this first four days are concerned. Yeah, Monday night is Spencer Strider uh, mm-hmm. facing off against Edward Cabrera. Going to be a good matchup there. Uh, Tuesday, Charlie Morton throws. It is a TBD for Miami. Uh, Wednesday will be a really interesting matchup. Sandy Alcantara versus Bryce Elder. Alcantara obviously won the Cy Young last year, but was scratched from his start over the weekend with bicep tendonitis. Hmm. So going to be interesting to kind of watch that. It's uh, it, it's interesting they went ahead and penciled him into Wednesday rather than making that a TBD to see how he responded to his bullpen on Monday. But uh, game, uh, game four, Thursday, Kyle Wright versus TBD. So Braves, Strider, Morton, Elder, Wright. You feel good about all four of those guys. The only matchup you see on paper, you're like, I don't love the matchup, is Elder versus Alcantara. But there's a big caveat of, is Alcantara healthy? Bats need to get going. Uh, right now, The what I've seen out of the Braves over the last three days, I'm going two and two at home. I I think I'm going to be the optimist here, and I'm going to say three and one. I, I am going to predict you're going to have some issues with Jazz Chisholm. For some reason, he seems to pick it up whenever he plays in Atlanta. I guess it's something where... He wants the acclaim that Ronald Acuna Jr. gets, but I am going to say three and one, and I think at least one of these games, if not two, are going to be a blowout where you can rest some guys like Mentor. Lindsay and I will recap that when the series is over, plus we will head into New York and talk about the Braves visiting the Mets. That's always a fun series for me. I don't know why I enjoy it so much. If I don't, not the only other team I hate worse than the Mets are probably the Dodgers, and that's just from the old days of the Braves being out in the West. So he's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. As we hope that the Braves, I would like to see two and two. Lindsey's being a little bit more positive. I think it works out better. Both of us picked the same exact record this last weekend, and we both blew it. So uh, I think it's good that we, we're having a difference of opinion when it comes to what the expectations are. Lindsay, as always, man, I thank you so much, sir. Thanks, buddy. Chop on.